0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Fallon Kirchner, who had a Wishes event at Walt Disney World, and I thought you would be interested to hear the entire story of her day from start to finish, and her tips and advice for future Wishes Brides and Grooms. So welcome, Fallon. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm interested to know how you guys got interested in doing a wedding at Disney, and specifically a Wishes wedding.
0: We originally looked around here in Massachusetts. However, we decided on Florida so my older sister could attend. She's autistic, and it's very hard for her to travel out of state easily. So for me, it was a big deal to have my sister there, and it kind of directed us more to the Disney wedding.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Were either of you Disney fans, or was it more like, oh, you know, it seems like they do a good job with weddings. Let's try them out.
0: (laughs) We actually met on the disboards, So we're both massive Disney fans. We attend Diz meets pretty regularly. I used to work for Walt Disney World. We've been multiple times. I have two Disney tattoos. So I would say we're pretty big fans.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And are your friends and family fans? Or were they like, why are you getting married at Walt Disney World?
0: We had a mix. We had a couple of friends who were all excited for it and I had one friend who kept questioning me every day so are you going to do this and are you (laughs) going to do that and it was pretty cool and then you had some relatives who were a little more hesitant they would ask why we weren't getting married in the catholic church and things like that and it was a whole debacle so had a little bit of a mix
1: That's interesting. And I would be curious to know, because I've done a show on this, what Catholic brides can do if they want to have a church wedding and they still want to have a Disney wedding. What route did you decide to go?
0: We just had a Disney wedding because we were both baptized in the Catholic church, but neither of us practice the Catholic religion anymore. So my husband is atheist and I'm now Episcopalian. So it would have kind of felt fake. Plus he's divorced and you can't get married in the Catholic church if you're divorced. So we ended up just having a secular ceremony with a couple of different elements to try to tie the two belief systems together. Oh, that's nice. That's a great way to do it. How many guests ended up coming? 61. We had exactly 50% say yes. Oh, that's
1: interesting. And that's nice that you gave the figure because I know that's a question a lot of couples have is they hear that because it's Disney, sometimes you get more responses than you think you will. And then other people hear that you get fewer because it's a destination wedding. So that's interesting. Exactly half.
0: Exactly half. I was very fascinated when that happened. (laughs) And then
1: which locations did you choose and how did you choose those?
0: We had the Wedding Pavilion and Living Seas for our ceremony and reception. And we also had a dessert party the night before at Sago Key. We picked Wedding Pavilion because when my sister and my parents and I went to the site visit, we were absolutely enthralled with it. My younger sister, who has a very short attention span, spends five, 10 minutes walking up and down the aisle just trying to figure out how the window worked. <sighs> she was that focused on it. It was great. And it was absolutely beautiful. And it gave the feel of a chapel that some of my family would have wanted without it being religious. So it kind of brought that in. For the reception, we picked Living Seas. I called them the day that they s- announced allowing photographers in the park. And I was so excited because we were originally going to go with Aerials. But I loved Living Seas because of all the fish tanks and keeping my older sister in mind and a couple of other guests who are on the spectrum. It felt like a great thing to have there for them and be able to just sit there and watch. And the fish tanks were a huge hit. Oh,
1: that's wonderful. And then how did you decide on Sago Key for your dessert party the night before?
0: Well, we decided on the dessert party kind of last minute, so it was really just what was available for our group. Originally, we wanted to be in Epcot, but Epcot was booked. So Interesting. Did you pipe in the music for wishes? Yes, and it was definitely worth it.
1: That's great to know. Yeah, that's another question I see a lot. So did you guys add Disney touches to any of your events or have any kind of a theme?
0: Yes, our theme actually changed midway through planning. Originally, we were going to do an up theme because it's one of my favorite Disney movies and Tim didn't have any objections to it. So it's what we were going for originally. And then one of my bridesmaids, she was trying on a bridesmaid's dress here at our house and she commented, this looks like Ariel. And, And doesn't your reception have like fish and stuff? you're not having an up wedding, you're having an under the sea wedding, kind of saying it tongue in cheek, you know, not in the taking over kind of way, but the teasing kind of way. And then we sat down, we talked about it. And we're like, you know, she's she's kind of right, the balloons really won't pin where we're looking. So we switched gears and did under the sea beachy type of wedding.
1: That's interesting. Had you already acquired a lot of up related things and then had to switch gears and go after under the sea? Or was it pretty easy to transition?
0: We hadn't bought that much yet, except like in wedding colors, but it wasn't like theme specific. So it worked out fine. And my bridesmaids, they actually took the up theme and put it in my surprise bridal shower. So that was cool. That's sweet.
1: So when you were planning, what were the most and least important aspects when it came to focusing your time and your budget?
0: For me personally, it was photography and videography because in my mind, that's all that was left at the end of the day. For my husband, it was food and bar. He actually provided a custom list of alcohol that he wanted stocked to the planner. He's definitely like an alcohol connoisseur type of person.
1: That's interesting. And were they able to accommodate all his choices?
0: I believe they accommodated most of them. We had to build on consumption bars, so we had a little bit more flexibility of what we wanted stock. He just told me he they got everything he wanted, so. Oh, that's awesome! I don't drink, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you,
1: <laughs> but that's good because it's so rare that a groom takes an interest. So if he's interested in something, you know, best to get it done.
0: <laughs> well, it worked because, like I said, I'm not a drinker. So I had no idea what he wanted. And I told him, if you want certain stuff, you're going to have to email the planner because I'm going to mess it up, I guarantee you. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: That's great. That worked out. Then were there any parts where you saved money because there were aspects that you just didn't care as much about?
0: Decorating. It was when it was the old pricing model. So at the dessert party, we said we don't need any decorations. And of course, they want the pictures to look good. So they did, you know nice, just standard tablecloths and a little centerpiece and it looked fine. And at the wedding, we tried to keep it very simple. You know, our centerpieces were just, I don't even remember what they looked like because I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> My big thing was just, you know, the sand dollars. But besides that, decorating was limited. We did whatever was standard for living seas. I think we were able to switch out the lime green overlay for white. But yeah, I'd definitely say decorating and flowers. We kind of cut back on flowers. All my bridesmaids just had a rose wand. They didn't have a bouquet. So it worked.
1: That's a good way to save money. Mm -hmm. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
0: Well, for me, it would probably be our blended family ceremony because we did a little different. We actually included my stepkid's mom in it. She was in our wedding. And we also we enjoyed watching our guest dance with Donald and Goofy. And we enjoyed the dapper dance.
1: Oh, that's great. It sounds like you had a lot of neat entertainment. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how the blended family ceremony worked? Because that sounds like a great way to incorporate a new family.
0: Yeah, what well, we did, because our scenario is completely unorthodox, because being normal is completely overrated. (laughs) The three of us parents, we are all really good friends. My husband's ex-wife was actually in our wedding. She was a bridesmaid and she gave the maid of honor speech because my maid of honor has a fear of public speaking. Mm. And the three of us did vows together as raising the kids as a family unit, that we will respect each other. We won't let anyone try to tear down another parent, things like that. And the three of us did that. And then we invited the kids, all four of them. And we did vows to the kids that we'll always be a family and we'll raise them well and respected and stuff. And they did vows to us saying that they'll respect us all equally and things like that. And we all were in the sand ceremony. So all seven of us did the sand ceremony and it was really an awesome experience. Wow.
1: Now I know you also mentioned that you had a quiet room set up for your reception. Can you tell me a little bit about how that worked?
0: We had many guests on the Asperger's spectrum. We had two autistic one with Asperger's and one with sensory processing disorder. So a priority for me was having a room that they could retreat to if they became overwhelmed. And so when I talked to my planner, she's told me, well, there's a conference room at Living Seas that we can have reserved for you too for an aside room. And I didn't put any decorations or anything in there, but I did go on Amazon and Oriental Trader and got a ton of sensory toys that they would just put on the conference table and they could go in there and play with them to calm nerves and try to calm them down and things like that. And I let them just bring home whatever. It was really just, I didn't want to bring any of it home. So (laughs) they all got to keep a lot of it. And I didn't make a big deal about the room because I didn't want a ton of people in there. It would sort of defeat the purpose. Mm. So I told my mom and my sister's aide because she had an aide come with her from her home and so they knew so she could go there and then i told one of my bridesmaids who had one of the autistic kids and one the one with asperger's so they knew and then i also talked personally to one of my stepkids who has spd so she knew And I admit I used it myself because I have some social anxiety issues and stuff. So it was good to have that, just to retreat and just take a deep breath, things like that. It worked out really well.
1: That's really great. And what a great idea. Did you get any feedback on it from your guests?
0: Yes. My sister spent most of the wedding in there when the DJ was too loud. And she seemed to love it. She doesn't speak. So I'm just going by body language there. And my cousin, who had the two kids on the spectrum, seemed to enjoy it as well. My stepdaughter absolutely adored it.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Did anything go wrong or not turn out like you had expected?
0: With transportation, there was a little hiccup. One of our groomsmen and my husband's mom and stepdad were at a different hotel and was being picked up by some type of van and they didn't get to the Grand Floridian in time for pictures. Mm. So we they are missing in like a good portion of our pictures. And we didn't find this out until weeks later when we got the pictures back from Randy. So they really couldn't resolve it. But I was kind of a little nerved when I found that out. But no one wanted to tell me the day of. Which you can appreciate. But you still kind of like, well... I have like a ton of pictures without my cousin in them. And I don't think we have a picture of Tim with his mom and stepdad. So that was kind of a bummer.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand, but then turned out not to be?
0: I would say that the other side of transportation, because besides that one little hiccup, it worked out great. We actually requested to have a special van on standby during the reception in case My sister or one of my cousins or something needed a fast getaway due to a breakdown. It wasn't needed, luckily, but Disney was great at making sure that it was there if it was needed because that was a huge worry for me. I know how that can happen in a split second, and they might not have been able to get someone there in time to rescue them. We also had a lot of people with food allergies. There was one person who came to our wedding who's very dear to us, who has multiple allergies that could cause severe reactions and things like that and Disney was spectacular at handling them. There was no issue whatsoever.
1: That's great. Yeah, Disney is definitely known for being able to cater to all kinds of special needs and it sounds like you got to take full advantage of all of their capabilities.
0: Absolutely. Well, I have food allergies myself as well and they were great at the rehearsal dinner They accidentally made the ham with a pineapple glaze, and I'm glad I asked first because that would have been really bad. I'm allergic to pineapple, and they went to the kitchen and brought me a separate plate without glaze, things like that, so it wasn't a big deal at all.
1: Oh, that's great. Now, is there anything you would have done differently with your wedding, knowing what you know now?
0: My husband and I sort of played with that for a while, and there really isn't. We Knew that everything wasn't going to go perfectly. We went in with that expectation and it was great. You know, it was awesome and I just loved every minute of it. That's great to hear. Yeah.
1: Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms?
0: Yes. Understand that it's your wedding. So you and your groom or bride, however your configuration is, you have final say. We had an issue in the beginning with a ton of people trying to have an input on every single aspect, and we had to put our foot down and say that we were paying, so we have final say. We were willing to listen to suggestions with the understanding, though, that we might reject them and that people were going to have to deal. After that, it went very smoothly, and people didn't give us a lot of issue.
1: That's great. Yeah, I hear that a lot, sort of the idea of expectations of other people. And it it can feel selfish, but you're right. It is your day and you are the people who are going to remember it the most. So make it the way you want
0: it to be. Exactly. If we let other people have say, we wouldn't have been able to have the wedding that we wanted. And to us, it wouldn't have been worth it. Right. Right. So is there any place online where my listeners
1: can go to read about or see photos of your day?
0: I was very bad at keeping a planning journal. So it's nowhere on the diz, unfortunately. I had so much going on. But if you want, I can send you some pictures for your website or something like that. That sounds great.
1: Well, Fallon, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. I think you've offered a lot of great tips, especially when it comes to special needs guests and yet striking a balance between doing what you want for your overall vision of the wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. I'm glad to be here. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairytale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide